I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Nightmares Before Bed in the News. How are you doing, Jamie? Fantastic, because uh, we also recorded an episode today that included booze. So, I'm pretty sure... How many are you in now? Is that three? Like two and a half. I'm pretty sure that this was my third, because I was filling up when you were still reading. <laughs> so we're two to three in right now. And we're just fine. And we're fine. Yeah, we're, we're just having a good day at this point. You know what? I don't have to be at work today. Right? Stress is gone at the moment. There's no kids in this room right now. Yeah. We just... I don't hear him thundering around upstairs. True. I'm all right. There's no dog bark. Oh, don't you dare jinx <laughs> this shit right now. Oh, and they don't know. The they puppy don't. search is all done. <gasps> I have a puppy. <laughs> and it's fluffy. And she's so fluffy and wonderful. And I love her. And and she, she is named Willow. And yeah, mm-hmm. she's perfect in every way. Yep. And we're going to be announcing the winner soon. Yes. Of the the most recent giveaway. So watch out for that. If we haven't already announced it before this gets released, it'll be this week. Um, but until then, we've got some good news articles for this week. I mean, I had a lot of fun finding these sounds. The titles are top notch this week, I think. I agree. Are you starting us out this week? I'm going to start this week. You start. I'm going to finish this drink while you start. Please Sound- don't make it too funny because I don't want to spit on you. <laughs> I will. I will try to keep it to a bare minimum. Uh, the title of this one is Virginia Woman Fatally Shot by a Passenger in Her Car. And see, now I have so many questions about right? just well, the title. And, you know, they were, like, obviously driving. So the guy, you know, the passenger was in the car. So apparently, you know, they probably started on good terms. Um, so, you know. This wasn't like an Uber thing. This was like a friend in the car. Not that we know of. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? So a 36-year-old woman was fatally shot. And it was just last night, or, well, two nights ago, Saturday night. Okay. Uh, she drove down the road south of Bedford, Virginia, and authorities have charged a man who was sitting in the passenger seat. Oh, right next to her, not even in the back. No. So authorities found Jessica Ryan Moore of Bedford, so of the area, had been shot when they called to the, they got called to the 800 block of Burks Hill Road at about 10 p.m. So not even, like, late, late, late. No, not at all. Um, especially for a holiday weekend, because this last weekend was 4th of July. Um, and the chief of the town's police department said um, she was rushed to the hospital where she died. Foreman said in a news release, the investigation led authorities to a man who was the passenger in the vehicle at the time of the shooting. Daniel Joseph Norwood, 34, of Lynchburg, has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and reckless handing of a firearm. So was this like a drunken, like, look what I got here? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, He is being held without bond as of Sunday in Blue Ridge Regional Jail, according to the facility's website. So maybe we'll get some more details here, because I feel like there's got to be, like, some, like... What the hell happened between point A and point B? Why did this person get shot? And also the charges. So, like, he's not being charged with, like, first-degree murder. Yeah. Or even second-degree murder, which is, like, unintentional homicide. Uh Uh-huh. Being charged with manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter... Oopsie. And reckless handling of a firearm. Which just gives me oopsie vibes. Yeah, oopsie. Uh, but oopsie ended it with a dead person, so... That's a big oopsie. That was a big oopsie. So what do you got for our first, your first one this week? We're going to Iowa, so shout out to the people in Iowa. Because <laughs> it's kind of um, awesome. <laughs> and I know somebody who lives there, too. Ooh. Well, like, in this city. Yep. So an Ankeny man was arrested Saturday... 
This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> After police say he threatened to blow up a McDonald's <laughs> because the restaurant did not include his dipping sauce for his chicken McNuggets. No. So, I mean, people are just so fucking stupid. We have people getting angry at Starbucks over cream cheese and right. now fucking dipping sauce. You didn't put my cream cheese in the bag. <laughs> Oh, now it's fucking dipping sauce. So Sergeant Corey Schneiden with the Ankeny Police Department tells news that a 42-year-old Robert Gullwitzer Jr. called the McDonald's at 2526 Southwest State Street in Ankeny around 520 p.m. on Saturday after discovering his order was incorrect. In the call, he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee. According yeah. to yeah, yeah, over fucking dipping sauce, right? You know they sell the Chick Fil A sauce at the store now, right? Oh, there's a whole bunch of sauces you can buy now. Yeah, just go get some, or just go in- fucking back to the store and get your dipping sauce. Yes, your life isn't ruined because your chicky nuggies don't have dipping sauce. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> According to the criminal complaint filed in the case, police reached out to him at the phone number the threat was called in from. The police say he admitted over the phone and then later in an interview at the Ankeny Police Department to making the threats. He was still angry. (laughs) Over over his chicken nuggies. Yep. Uh, He has been charged with a Class D felony, false reports of an explosive or an incendiary device, and was booked into the Polk County Jail Saturday but he was also released on bond on Sunday. Were you were you even matter? You didn't get your chicken nuggies at that point. Oh, you ought to be banned from getting your chicken nuggies at this point, buddy. Right? I'm just we're chicken fucking nuggets. I know. We I know. we threatened to blow up McDonald's and punch an employee. Like, were you going to take the employee out? Not even for chicken nuggets. It's the sauce. (laughs) I mean, either is pretty fucking stupid. Well, yeah. I can eat my chicken nuggies just plain and be happy. Same seeds. I'm not going to call and. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Where are we going? You know, it says America. America. What? Uh, Blowing shit up typically says America. True. But, uh, you know, a standoff between Massachusetts police and a militia. (laughs) All right. I I could see this. Yeah. So, state police. In Massachusetts, said 11 people have been arrested following an hours-long armed standoff that partially shut down Interstate 95 on Saturday. Uh, claimed membership of the group is Rise of the Moors, which I've never heard of. What the hell is that? A militia group. Of course uh, it is. Police said calls itself a militia and follows sovereign citizens' ideology. Uh, police said the group claims to adhere to Moorish sovereign ideology. Um the Southern Poverty Law Center, which monitors those extremist groups, says the Moorish Citizens Movement is a collective of independent organizations and individuals that emerged in the 90s as an offshoot of the anti-government sovereign citizen movement. Uh, people in the movement believe individual citizens hold sovereignty over and are independent of the federal and state government. That's not how this You are works. your own nation. <laughs> Um, uh, one of the people arrested. Sir, we have not seen you file those paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't see you recognized by the UN. The UN? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's that's how this is going to work. Good try, though. Good try. Um, one of the people arrested was a male juvenile, and two others refused to give their names. <laughs> those arrested were charged 
with offenses including unlawful possession of firearms and ammunition and the use of body armor in commission of a crime. <laughs> Troopers recovered three AR-15s, two pistols, a bolt-action rifle, and a shotgun, and a short barrel rifle that just seems rife to start, you know, the next American Revolution. The standoff <laughs> began early on Saturday. A trooper stopped to offer assistance to vehicles on the side of the road. Yeah. Normal stuff. Yeah, good for good for them doing their job. I get that. Trooper called for backup, and most of the group went into a nearby wood until they surrendered oh at about 10 a.m. The standoff closed I-95 during the business holiday weekend, and some residents were told to shelter in place. The group told police they were traveling from Rhode Island to Maine for training, <laughs> and none of the men who were dressed in military fatigues and body armor had a license to carry firearms in Massachusetts. Um, you know, transporting firearms across state lines, fine. Um, Mark Pagavi, a senior research fellow at the Anti-Defamation League Center for on Extremism, said sovereign citizens are rarely involved in paramilitary activity so it's kind yeah. of weird for the combination of things there is an ideology out there but just because someone says they ascribe to that doesn't mean they're part of a militia group as well the particular group in question the rise of the moors is actually interested in that so that makes them unusual for groups within that movement so it's kind of a weird combination for this particular group police said the adults arrested on saturday were from rhode island new york and michigan and would be held at the Bellaria House of Corrections on $100,000 cash bail, and they are due in court later this week. <laughs> oh, I really want to see how this one plays out. Yeah. I think a We're lot of people... our own nation. You don't govern us. I do what I want. Yeah. So did Chicken Nuggy Guy. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. We know how that turned out. <laughs> Not very well for him. Uh, what's your next one? Okay. Let's see here. I got to show you a picture first. Okay. We're going to Louisiana. Ah. But see, if I show you a picture of them, you know what drug it was. Oh, yeah. Because look look at his lips. Yeah, it's meth. Yeah. She has no eyebrows. Well, her face is all sunken in. I know. Oh, people and their drugs. Right. Okay. I get to butcher a name because that's what yes. I do best. According to the... Okay. Let's see if you can't do it. The one right there. Oh, cheetah. Is that what we're going with? Sure. Kachita. I don't care. Give it a go. See, I thought it was Oi Cheetah. Okay. Like you said, You're probably right. Oi Cheetah. <laughs> Oi Cheetah. Parish Sheriff's Office has probable cause affidavit. Deputies saw a car with a large amount of personal property thrown about the ground parked in the back lot of an OYO, which I've never heard of, mm. hotel in Monroe on Sunday. Deputies reported approaching the vehicle and heard a man, later identified as a Joshua Chalette, yelling at children who were in the back seat of the car. Mm. Joshua Chalette's probable cause affidavit said he was unsteady on his feet and appeared to be agitated. Chalette was changing the rear tire of the car. The affidavit alleges that Joshua threatened the to batter the children if they did not stop playing. <laughs> Deputies oh, arrested man. him and on a charge of disturbing the peace. And then they were approached by his wife, Casey Chalette, hmm. who was reportedly extremely unsteady on her feet. <laughs> not just unsteady, but it, so, so, we're, so we're like pushing it. Yeah. And her words were extremely slurred. 
Okay. Shocking. A probable cause affidavit said that Casey told deputy deputies there were numerous unwanted guests in their hotel room, and she gave them permission to search the room. When the parish deputies entered, they reportedly found hypodermic needles filled with a liquid brown substance and a brown box. The deputies field tested the contents inside the needles and came back with positive identification for methamphetamines. <laughs> We're shocked. Right. Casey, according to the affidavit, admitted to previously owning the box, but not the contents inside the box. <laughs> well, it, the, yeah, the box is mine. But then she also denied owning the box presently. Just got to backpedal that all the way. I'm like... Okay, so so hold on. So you owned the box, but not the stuff in the box. But now you don't own the box, but you own the box. I don't. Even I don't own it. any you of it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, but but the sores on your lips speak volumes, honey. They do. They do. <laughs> Other people in the room told deputy that Casey owned the box and the drugs. <laughs> Your buddies are outing you. Right. The affidavit says. Under the bus. <laughs> I own the space around the box. The, box. <laughs> the affidavit says other occupants in the room told deputies that Casey and Joshua brought their children, a five-year-old and one that was younger than five, to the room and asked these strangers to watch their children while they went and injected meth. Oh, no. Yeah. Casey was charged with possession of controlled and dangerous substance and possession of a controlled dangerous substance while in the presence of people under 17. Mm. Yeah. And they were both released on bond on Sunday. Mm. Okay. Mm So they were in a hotel and kicked out. And yeah. Yeah. It's just all bad news bears and people are stupid. Yes. I'm having a hard time with them right now. Yeah. I mean, to continue my string of Marika stories today. <laughs> I do appreciate that. St. Louis police um, are searching for a suspect who attacked a man and took his prosthetic leg. So I, I told you what that reminds me of. When anybody takes any prosthetic leg or anything it just takes me back to the movie guardians of the galaxy where he's like <laughs> and you have to go get that leg or that eyeball or something and then he comes back with it and he actually didn't need it and yeah they're the just accumulating all of these pieces to make this thing so they can escape that's amazing that's not what happened this time <laughs> so police are looking for a man who is described to be in his late 20s or early 30s who struck a 56 year old man in the face knocked him down punched him choked him and then robbed him so the suspect took the man's cell phone, $30 in cash, and his prosthetic leg. Was this so that he couldn't run after you? <laughs> <laughs> if so, bad on you. <laughs> uh, that just makes you a worse person. <laughs> right? So the attack and robbery happened about 7.40 a.m. on Friday morning um, in St. Louis. And the Metro Police described the suspect as black male, 5'9", tall, thin, short haircut, maybe a medium complexion, and he was wearing black pants, black t-shirt, and black backpack. I feel like he went out knowing what he was doing. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He was dressed for success. (laughs) So horrible. Uh, The victim, who had minor injuries to his head and hands, was walking east um, when he was attacked, and the suspect was last seen walking east um, on the sidewalk, heading north 
on Louisiana Avenue towards Glasscone Street. The area was canvassed, police said, but no problematic or prosthetic limb was recovered, so he didn't toss it, <laughs> at least not in the area. And it was described as having a green and white socket, silver pylon, and brown foot with a black tennis shoe with a white sole on it. Okay. So please help this man find his leg. Oh, I can't believe that's that's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible, but also think about this. Okay, Those are thirty expensive. bucks. Thirty bucks. All right. Cell phone, more expensive. Fucking prosthetic leg. That's expensive. Yes. So please get this man his leg back. That's all I'm asking. Oh my god. Okay. What well, do you got? We're going to Wisconsin now. Ooh, Wisconsin. <laughs> A Wisconsin judge has ordered the release of a teenager who was convicted in the stabbing of her classmate during the infamous 2014 Slenderman attack. Oh. During a hearing on Thursday, uh, uh, Waukesha County Judge Michael Boharen agreed to the release of the 19-year-old Anissa Weir. Weir? Weir. Mm. We're going to say that. From the Winnebago Mental Health Institute, where she was initially sentenced to remain until the age of 37. So right now she was 19 and supposed to be there till 37. I did hear, though, when they sentenced them that they were likely to get out, like, within 10 years was the projected time they would actually spend there less than 10. Not sure I'm agreeing with that decision. They almost killed somebody. Yeah. Over. Slenderman. Slenderman. In March, Ware petitioned for the grounds of release that she had made great progress with her treatment and was ready to re-enter society. By petitioning the court for conditional release, I'm not saying I'm done with my treatment. She wrote a letter. I know, shut. And this was dated March 8th. I'm saying that I have exhausted all resources available to me at the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. If I am to become a productive member of society, I need to be a part of society. I'm going to hold my comments to myself. I want to know what this release plan looks like. Is it like a halfway house? Uh, You know? I have issues with the whole thing. Yeah. The state prosecutors countered her petition with a statement saying that they still believe she is a danger to others and adding that her mind is still immature mm-hmm. and susceptible to dangerous influences, which I, uh, I very much agree with. Right. Uh, oh, see, then my paper is going to move. On May 13th, 2014, Ware and her friend Morgan Geyser lured a classmate into the woods and stabbed her 19 times. 19, Mm -hmm. claiming that they had attacked her in order to please a slender man, a mythical creature they read about online. At the time of the attack, all three girls were 12 years old and the victim barely survived. Despite their young age, Ware and Geyser were tried in adult court. Ware, who initially was charged with attempted first degree homicide, ended up with a lesser attempted second degree homicide charge and a jury deemed her mentally ill at the time of the attack. She accepted a plea deal in 2017 and was sentenced to a maximum of 25 years in the psychiatric facility. Her sentencing agreement allowed her to apply for supervised release after spending at least three years in the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. On Thursday, Bowren announced that the state officials will have 60 days to prepare for a release plan for her. And in the meantime, Ware will remain at the Winnebago facility. She is scheduled to return to court on September 10th when further arrangements have been made. Mm. So, yes, she's coming out. Mm -hmm. 
I think they better have a really good plan set up because if she was able to be that influenced by an online source to right. stab a classmate 19 times. Yeah. Eh, no thanks. Yeah. Gets, you know, concerning, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Where are you going? Well, for my final story today, we're getting one more dose of America. America. In honor of the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> oh, please. Article please. reads, man is jailed for old faithful stunt. A judge sentenced a main man to serve 15 days in jail for running onto the old faithful geyser as part of what authorities say was a stunt to gain attention. Aaron e. Merritt, There's no other reason to be doing that other than for attention. No. Aaron E. Merritt, 37, pled guilty Thursday to trespassing <laughs> on Yellowstone National Park thermal area, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for Wyoming. He's already spent four days in jail, meaning that he only has 11 left to serve. Uh, the magistrate also banned Merritt from Yellowstone and fined him $200 on July 7th of 2000. So this has been like a year in the making. He ran up to Old Faithful multiple times wearing a raccoon skin hat oh, and waving God. an American flag, according to U.S. Attorney's Office. He also failed to appear for a court hearing a few weeks later. <laughs> Just kept digging that hole. Yeah, he is. So Yellowstone National Park has rules and regulations in place to protect park resources and help keep visitors safe. Acting United States Attorney Bob Murray said in a statement, this case ended with federal charges and time in prison, but it could have been much worse. If Mr. Merrick had fallen through it, the thermal features, he would have most likely died. <laughs> it's so stupid and dangerous. There's a fucking volcano under there. Yeah, I know. You know, and then people would be angry and say it was the park's fault, even though there are signs everywhere. They didn't every keep people way. safe. You didn't have two brain cells to rub together. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bigger crime? Uh, him being born. But I digress. <laughs> so many options. Ugh. So little time. Oh, I failed last week, but I refused to fail this week, and I have a Florida story. Yes, tell us. It's the Tunnel of Love. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> Off of Vero Beach, Florida. Two people were taken to jail after Florida officers said they saw them engaging in sex acts on a child's playground. This is not where I saw this tunnel of love going. <laughs> Continue. The police got a call that people were having sex at the Pocahontas Park. No! In the city of Vero Beach last Friday. Officers responded when they saw activity on the playground. In the crawling tunnel. Oh, no. <laughs> According to the arrest affidavit, officers said they saw a 44-year-old Jermaine Jackson and a 52-year-old Sharon Finn engaged in sex acts in the children's crawling tunnel. Old enough to know better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys knew better. Yep. One question, Finn reportedly told officers they were just making out. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no. Your clothes were off. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> During the investigations, officers said they found alco alcoholic beverages near the playground as well, including an open can of Four Loco Gold <laughs> and a bottle of Gulf Crest Vodka. The officers said they smelled of alcohol and breasts of both Jackson and Finn. They were charged with open container violations and transported to the Indian River County Jail. And I have to say, like... 
as a society, can we just not have sex in kids' playgrounds mm-hmm. anywhere? Agreed. On it, in it, around it. That's yeah. Can we just stay out fucking of there? Gross. Let the kids. Have you want to go on a nature trail and hike back in there in the middle of the night? You know, I'm going to be less judgmental, but. It, in the kids' don't, tunnel thing. Please don't. I don't want to have to take children to a park and think about these people having sex inside of these can, uh, things. Uh-uh. Let's not. That's just shame. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame. We know your name. Right? <laughs> I've seen your pictures, too. Yeah, <laughs> Booking pictures. And that they're old enough to know better. These were not teenagers. <laughs> no. 42 and 55? Come on. You were drunk. Okay, I get it, but... Still, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. <sighs> so there you go. Well, I'm glad Florida was back in the mix this week. I had to go out and search for Florida, but they never mm-hmm. disappoint. I was also not disappointed by the amount of America <laughs> worthy stories. It's so true. Very true. Well, I think that wraps news up for this week. As we said, if we haven't announced the winner of the last drawing on the Facebook post by the time this comes out, it will be soon. and. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.